Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. This episode of the Dungeon Cast is brought to you by the Elements of Inspiration Kickstarter. Set off for adventure with Elements of Inspiration. This 420-card box set contains nine decks, each for a different environment. So no matter where the heroes go, there will be exciting events to experience. Decks within the Element of Inspiration box set are based on common and exotic environments found in fantasy adventures including urban, forest, mountains, underground, waterways, tundra, deserts, plains, and swamps. The card types are based on the three pillars of gameplay emphasized in the world's greatest role-playing game, exploration, roleplay, and combat. Each card has a keyword and an explanatory paragraph to spark your imagination. There are also four options listed that pertain to the keyword for added variety and inspiration. Do not hesitate. Adventure calls. Back elements of inspiration from Nord Games today on Kickstarter with the link in the description below. Interested in sponsoring the show? Reach out to us at thedungeoncast.gmail.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we're talking about meta magic. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? I'm swell, man. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing very good. <laughs> very, today is a good day. <laughs> very good indeed. Um, so today we're doing something a bit different from what we usually do on the show. Rather than cover a class, a subclass, a monster, a god, um, we're going to instead analyze and discuss a specific class feature, like a specific mechanic. And yes. It's going to be a little bit more discussion-based, less lecture-based. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, so most classes have a single defining feature or set of mechanics that really characterize the class, uh, sometimes to the point where the mechanic itself is synonymous with the class, and it's the first thing you think of when it comes to when the class comes to mind. Uh, examples being Barbarian and Rage, mm-hmm. uh, Druid and Wild Shape, uh, and today's topic as well, which is going to be the Sorcerer and Metamagic. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be fun to get into the crunch and workings of class features, and if the audience enjoys these discussions, I would very much like to regularly include them here on the Dungeon Cast. Let us know. Yeah. Somehow, send a bird. Yeah, it could be email. It could be a literal bird. Messenger if you, Raven. If you know where we live. I hope you, hopefully you don't, but if you do, uh, yeah, send a bird. I mean, if you do, thanks for not like We've got a P.O. box. How terrorizing. about you send something there? Send the bird to the P.O. box. <laughs> we'll put some bird seed in the P.O. Yeah, box. Yeah, there we go. So I can chill there until we get until I remember to go there. Uh, indeed. Which Have you ever gone to the P.O. box? I've Let's gone several it. times. Okay, cool. And I've gotten junk mail. <sighs> yeah. That's not fun. I know. I'm just waiting... Stuff will come. Stuff. Stuff will come. I hope. Uh, Even if it's letters. I hope Marcos didn't send like a postcard. And I, because I was like, oh, I need to go check the P.O. box. And uh-huh. I said so to you uh-huh. in like a, a chat forum that we're in. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't go. <laughs> I got caught up and didn't well, go. If something's there, I'm sure it's still waiting. Yes. All right. Let's get back to it. So sorcerers are individuals born with magic in their veins. Magic's so potent, in fact, that it will express itself both chaotically and violently if it's not learned to be honed and controlled. A sorcerer must have an iron will which they can force upon their power to do as they command. And the most unique and powerful way in which a sorcerer can do this is through their crown jewel feature, metamagic. It's got an old meme reference. I got I got ice magic in my veins. <laughs> With metamagic, a sorcerer gains the ability to twist their spells to suit their needs. And though and through it, they are capable of doing things no other spellcaster can do. Uh, the meta magic feature feature provides a sorcerer with optional effects that can be applied to their spells they cast. By spending their sorcery points provided by their feature font of magic, they can utilize these options as they sling spells. At level three, the sorcerer gains two of the following meta magic options of their choice: um, careful spell, distance spell, empowered spell, extended spell, heightened spell, subtle spell, seeking spell, twin spell, and transmuted spell. Make sure that if, not with all of those, but if some of those last more than four hours that you see a physician. <laughs> um, they gain another. A cleric, at, if you will. A cleric, if you will, yeah. They gain another one at 10th and 17th level. So a max level sorcerer basically gets four of these options. Uh, a sorcerer can use only one meta, meta magic option on a spell when they cast it, unless otherwise noted. There are quite a few that say, hey, you can use this with another one. Yeah. I'm a twofer. I guess what it says. <laughs> this is Bogo Med Magic. <laughs> the, the, that's the thing is every sorcerer I've built on the show, I've extended it with feats and try to stack more, do more meta magic because it's so good. Yeah, and there's a there's an, uh, a very very nice meta magic feat that we're going to talk about in today's episode as well. Sorcerer, the fa- my favoriteest class I've never actually played. Yeah, sorcerer is a great class. Um, so we're going to go over each meta magic option, talk about its strengths, weaknesses, and creative uses, and. We will, or at least I will, rate each option on a five-star scale for its usefulness, its creativity, and its flavor. I'll do it, too. <laughs> nice. Uh, we will also go over the Metamagic Adept feature uh, in the same way. Um, so, is there anything you want to say before we start like getting into these specific Metamagic options? I'm here for improv. You're here? <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> That's all, all I right. want to say. We're, we're going through this in alphabetical order, and we're starting with Careful Spell. So... 
the careful spell option. When you cast a spell that forces other creatures to make a saving throw, you can protect some of those creatures from the spell's full force. To do so, you spend one sorcery point and choose a number of those creatures up to your charisma modifier, minimum of one. A chosen creature automatically succeeds on its saving throw against the spell. That's cool. Can you imagine if like you had the ability to do that? And then you didn't. And you didn't, and your friends knew. <laughs> I was like, I've seen you do that. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it's like, look, dude, I, yeah, that's I a good think point. I needed another like, round. Fuck, I gotta spend the sorcery point, or they're gonna be mad at me. Look, I needed this to do more damage next turn. Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Um, this is an option that I think can f- fool some newer to the game or the class into thinking it's a better pick than it is. Uh, sorcerers are notorious blaster masters and being able to mitigate damage Damaging your allies uh, as you explode everything seems like a no-brainer. But the truth is, you can achieve the goal of this metamagic option, not hurting your friends is the goal here, uh, without spending any sorcery points most of the time. Like, usually you could just avoid hitting your allies by positioning your spells better. Like, <laughs> just, just just do it better. Hey, how about you fucking stand in the right place, yeah. my guy? <laughs> or how about, yeah, just communicate. Just say, hey, I'm going to throw a fucking fireball. Don't stand near the big bad right now. Yeah, I maybe earlier, I guess it's the campaign dependent maybe you haven't had time it's been touch and go don't get me wrong like this option exists for a reason there are instances where it could be useful i'm just saying you won't you will probably not need this option nearly as much as like you would think before you actually are out there doing the thing this is for this should be reserved for situations where it would be unavoidable otherwise yeah. to hit your opponent. But, it, hit your but if you're if you're thinking strategically, if you're an open communicator, it won't come up nearly as often as yeah, it would yeah. otherwise. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I guess you could get bottlenecked, right? And then yeah. you're all and then like, you're kind of I gotta like, do my big spell, but I can like not kill everyone. Right. Um and a- another thing too is like you might simply want to just choose a different spell in that situation. There's lots of spells. You probably know a lot of them. <laughs> you know, pl- plenty of spells target Every- only enemies. Everything you're saying is like coming to me on an in in an in party scenario where yeah. everyone's really pissed off yeah, about the like, last dude, combat. There's other spells you don't have to cast fireball every to, time. You didn't have to do that. You just didn't have to. We had it. Um, or you could cast a, a buff or an area control spell until a more opportune time comes. Like, Why couldn't you maybe just let just Todd patient? rage in the front line? He yeah. was doing fine. He was doing fine. And then you burned him. You and burned his you whole burned back. Him. Yeah, you did. You really did. <laughs> Furthermore, this feature is not great for spells that do some damage on a save. Half a fireball spell still fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah, still fire. <laughs> um, plus, and this is this is the most poignant point to me, um, it kind of stings that the Evocation Wizard has the Sculpt Spells yeah. feature that allows them to do no damage whatsoever to Always. their allies, regardless of save damage and without using any resource to boot. I like, know, it's they just, just they're just They can just never hurt friends ever. And meanwhile, you got to spend a resource to still kind of hurt your friends. I know, you got to, what is it, what does spending sorcery points look like? Like, you get a headache? Yeah, I always, uh, yeah, I picture sorcery points and meta magic and all that stuff is like, it's almost like a physical, like, or a, a, maybe a, a, a mental willpower thing. So you you become more exhausted the more you spend. Yeah, you uh, you get Vegeta veins in your face. Yeah, you get, yes, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> sorry, I tried not to hurt you. <laughs> uh, still, sometimes as a sorcerer, you need to drop a fireball or some other big AoE spell on an enemy. And you don't have a way of avoiding hitting your allies. In these cases, careful spell is the, well, it could be worse option. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm about to rate careful spell. Mm-hmm. I give Careful Spell two out of five stars for its usefulness. It's useful sometimes, but most of the time you probably didn't really need it if you thought about it a little better. I'm giving it a one out of five for creative uses. Like, it's got one use. Don't hurt your friends. You can't really get that creative with it. And maybe I'm wrong. Tell me in the comments if I'm wrong. And I give it a four out of five flavor uh, for the crazed pyromancer 
pyromaniacal sorcerer route. Like the I don't give a shit. I'm dropping bombs. Like I'll careful spell it, but I'm crazy and I ain't gonna stop. Okay. Um, okay. Giving careful spell a total of two point five out of five star rating. Uh yeah, I think I am variable. I think I would rate it even less for creative yeah. uses. I think I would put it down at a three. And maybe uh, well, no, it's out of one for creative uses. I, I put it at four or five for flavor. You want to put oh, it at four three? out of five? I meant uh, for flavor. Um, oh yeah, one out of five. I might, I, I might still bump it up, bump that up to a two, and then the four out of five. Maybe I'll scale that back and also give this a two point five out of five star okay. rating. All right, so we said all about the same for that one. All right, next let's talk about distance spell. So distance spell. When you cast a spell that has a range of five feet or greater, you can spend one sorcery point to double the range of the spell. When you cast a spell that has a range of touch, you can spend one sorcery point to make the range of the spell 30 feet. That's good. Yes. Uh, touch spells in particular are buffed by this option, but most touch spells are utility or healing focus, and sorcerers as a class do not get a good spread of touch spell options at all. Oh, well, that's important. Yes, it's important to, to note that. A cleric with a metamagic adept feat or celestial sorcerer um, or celestial sorcerer are the most likely to want to consider this option for better healing at a distance. You know. Okay, so if you feet into healer. Yeah, or if you go to celestial sorcerer route, which gets a lot of heal spells. Okay, Those cool. are the two main ones that uh, distance spell is good for because it's like cure wounds is touch. Not anymore, it ain't. I'm going to cure wounds you from back here. <laughs> um, the fact is that most spells generally have enough range to get the job done. Um, that's how they were designed. <laughs> right. Making distance spell a situational option at best for most sorcerers. Uh, it would be nice if you could use distance spell with cones, but cones have a range of self and, a, and an area effect, so they don't qualify. For really? It. Yeah, you can't double like a, a 30-foot cone. You can't turn it into a 60-foot cone. Oh, but you can cast it from 30 feet away from you, and then it'll still get 30 feet of range? No, because it has a range of self. And that doesn't count. It had a range oh, of touch. I see. Or a range of oh, five feet or more. There we go. Yeah. And that's the problem with, with distance spell. Bummer. Um, and maybe one could argue that if you could double the range of your area effects, it would be way too powerful. But I don't know. Maybe just make it more expensive. Maybe maybe have it like this and then say, okay, and if you apply it to a AOE spell, it costs three sorcery points or mm. something like that. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. It, it could potentially be better than it is. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I, I think a lot of players especially newer players that are looking at the game in a big picture way mm -hmm. uh have a lot of trouble like with these types of rules like like it it was easy to misunderstand that and it's easy to misunderstand your spells if you don't read read them carefully yeah absolutely um read your stuff carefully before your games it helps out a lot yeah i'm super guilty of it like, we all are we came back from uh hiatus on super quest saga and i like <laughs> forgot I, I pretty much got the spell but something bad happened i forgot was gonna happen right if i did right. a thing i was like oh man i should have like maybe not did something else but it would have been nice to be aware yeah to going in you know, i was on mic I think another thing, too, is like something like distance spell to a new player sounds great, right? It's like, oh, my spells can go further. That sounds super useful. Yeah. Why Except not? for when why not? you're used to actual 5e combat, you understand that that probably isn't going to come into play. Yeah, it's super important to note like the limitations here, I think, to yeah. understand fully. So let's rate distance spell unless you have anything else you want to add. I want to rate this thing. All right. I give distance spell a 2.5 out of usefulness. It's pretty much the same as the last one. It is useful, but it's it, when it's useful, it's probably useful because you fucked up in the first place. <laughs> okay. Um, I give it a 2.5 of creativity. It does one thing. It it just makes your spell go further. The touch spell 
thing you can get creative in that regard like you can find your touch spells and try and extend those mm-hmm. but that's pretty much the limit for creativity and for flavor again it just makes things go further i i don't really see big flavor on this one so i give the option of total of 1.5 out of 5 stars yeah flavor was the biggest thing i was trying to think of like what does it look like when i do a distance heal yeah. like uh, it looks no, like just, a heal yeah yeah just like a distance heal that's what it looks like charles xavier like yeah or whatever uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna just go ahead and agree with you on on all these here yeah and, so and go with the 1.5 to 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 put it in a little perspective for every sorcerer we've built i don't think i've ever picked these first two right. as my final yeah. for there's clearly better options there's clearly better options yeah uh, unless you're going for for a very specific build with either of the two like yeah. if you're going for the maniac who only blows things up because that's what you want to role play and that's fun that's a I mean, don't give me like that's a perfectly respectable way to approach the game. And yeah, maybe careful spell is exactly what you want ha- or have fun up front, you know, like yeah. doing that. So your companions yeah. are not in the blast zone. Yeah. And but it, everything we've said can be turned on its head with like, absolutely. I want to play a character that does this. Exactly. Thing. Like maybe you want to be a sorcerer that specifically runs with the gimmick of like, I know only touch spells, but they're all at 30 feet because I uh, I like to distance them. Yeah. Like you could do that. All right, next, empowered spell. So when you roll damage for a spell, you can ca- you could spend one sorcerer point to re-roll a number of the damage dice up to your charisma modifier. If you're a sorcerer, I mean, you're going to have at least a charisma mod of three, probably, unless you're bad at your job. You should have two or three. Yeah, I would, I would imagine wanted, like, four, yeah. ideally. Um, yeah. And five, endgame. Uh, you must use the new rolls. You can use Empowered Spell even if you've already used a different mana magic option during the casting of the spell. So this is one of those options of like, you casted Careful Spell, mm-hmm. um, or you used Careful Spell for your Fireball, but then you rolled really bad Fireball damage. Well, Which happens. Uh, which happens. Well, I, you can also use Empowered on top of that. Although that's fucked up, because if you had to use Careful Spell, it means that you hit... Yeah, and now you're empowering it. You're a jerk. <laughs> it's what uh, I like the. I, I have a good idea for flavor here. That yeah, I'll, I'll bring up later. Okay, yeah, sounds good. What empower? Like you roll real shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like and then see what happens. We'll get there. We'll okay, get there. all right. The option becomes more useful the more dice you're rolling. The effectiveness grows as you add more dice because you are more likely to roll runs as you add additional dice. Also, the larger the damage dice values are, D6 versus D12, the more bang for your buck you get out of re-rolling pesky ones and twos. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to use this on every spell that you cast, but if you're hitting three plus targets with an AoE spell with lots of dice and the one point the one point cost, the sorcery point, is definitely worth it. So, okay. um, less situational than the first two we talked about, but yeah, you do want to think about like, well, okay, is, does the spell have enough dice where it's actually worth me doing this? And are the dice of big enough value where it's worth me doing this? Yeah, I think I think this is something that's worth for sure, especially situational. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. When you can be like, I rolled shitty damage die. I'm going to I'm going to buff it after the fact. Right. 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 That's pretty good. Uh-huh. And uh, and also, as we said before, it is uh, an exception to the one magic meta magic uh, option per spell roll, which is nice. Like, mm-hmm. it's nice that it's flexible in that way. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, though. Make boom bigger. Yeah. Um, anything you want to add to it before we rate it. Large boom better than medium boom. Yes, better definitely. than small boom. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So I give empowered spell a three point five or three out of five for usefulness. It's great for some things, but not for others. Uh, a three out of five for creativity. Mathematically deducing optimal usages is fun for some people, and that's a type of creativity, if you ask me. So I give it a three out of five. I agree with that. Uh, and a three out of five for flavor. Big spell go boom boom is always fun. Um, yeah. giving it a total rating of three out of five stars. 
I'm gonna go ahead and give it the three out of five for usefulness, the three out of five for creativity. Uh-huh. I'm gonna give it a four out of five for flavor. Yeah. Because I love the idea of like a tiny power, a tiny the tiny puff going off, uh-huh. and the empower like re-triggering whatever the ignition oh, is on the yeah, fireball. Yeah. Like it's like a, a false start. A second blast. I like that. That's like, fun. I'm like, no more. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Ugh. Cool. I like it. And like character you can do like a thrust. <laughs> You know, a thrust. Yeah, just like an air thrust. Like, yeah, and the spell does more. Yeah, but absolutely. More boom. Absolutely. Stack okay, booms. so that was empowered spell. Next, we are talking about extended spell. Right. So extended spell. When you cast a spell that has a duration of one minute or longer, you can spend one sorcery point to double its duration to a maximum of dur- to a maximum duration of twenty four hours. Oh, geez, Did you even get that many points. Um. Like later on? Uh, I think by level 20, you have 20 points. And if you take the meta magic edit feat, you get another two. So you could theoretically have 22 points by level 20. Okay. okay. Um, many fantastic buffs have short durations. And extending could theoretically save you the trouble of casting the same spell twice. However, not every spell justifies increasing its duration. Spells with one-minute durations can be extended. Uh, one-minute durations can be extended to two minutes. But few fights last more than 10 rounds, which is one minute. Right. So, like, you probably don't want to spend it on that. The thing is, you have to spend it at the time that you cast the spell. Oh, my God. So, I, like, we've had 20-round fights. You don't want to do so it. They're long. long. They're, they're so, long. They're very, unless you're all fighters, right? And I and swing then, my sword. I swing yeah, my sword. it's just a bunch of I D20 swing, rolls I run over, over here and over. swing my sword. True, true. Like, then 20-round fights are not as bad, but they're, they're bad for other reasons, which is, like, complicated uh, from a DM standpoint. Right. And then... Um, on top of that, the spell will still probably only last you one encounter if you extend it because you're not very likely to go like to do like a five round encounter and then 30 seconds later get into another five round encounter. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just probably not going to happen. Um, and we really don't set up sessions like that because it causes it causes issues to not let yeah. players rest in between. So extend spells not great for one minute spells usually. Spells with ten minutes to an hour durations are more likely to be stretched across multiple encounters though. And even if not, twenty minutes to two hours of buffs can be useful for dungeon exploration depending on the spell you used. Mm-hmm. Uh, spells with durations of multiple hours four, six, eight can be extended to last entire adventuring days if you wish. Which could be useful. That sounds great. Yeah, like yeah. dark vision is what comes to mind. Um, yeah, if you don't already have it. Yeah, if you don't already have it. Yeah. If you had to spend a spell on dark vision, oh, you could boy. at least make it be like all day long. Can you Shit. imagine just nagging yourself? What is that? A second level spell? First um, level spell? It's a. I want to say it's a third level spell. It's that big? Really? It might be. I no, that might be the vision. darkness spell. The darkness spell is darkness third spell level. Spell should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Feel free to look it up. I'm going to look it up. The usefulness of extended spell depends heavily on your spell selection and creative uses. Spells that stuck out for me involve ease of travel, uh, water walk or fly, for example. Being able to double your amount of time to do that super awesome travel could be very useful. Or like, do you get entangled or is that like a druid thing? Like stuff like that that cause difficult terrain? Yeah, sure. That could be useful as well. Being able to either do either for double the time could be the difference in escaping or outrunning something in unfavorable terrain uh dark vision or seeming also come to mind as useful spells to extend if like if you are trying to make yourself look like something completely different you probably have need to do so i see and doing being able to do so for much much longer is probably better um okay you can also give somebody else dark vision with the spell but it is second level okay yeah yeah it's okay to cast Sure, yeah. (laughs) Underdark travel or traveling in a place with hostile creatures is made easier by requiring less spell slots to be consumed in the case of both dark vision and seeming. So, okay. anything you want to add before we rate? Actually, pretty, I like like this one in 
in with the context you gave it. I think that's very. All these are context based. Oh, so important. many of them are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I give extended spell a three out of five for usefulness. Uh, it is not useful all the time, but when it is, it is very useful. Uh, four to five for creativity. The more creative you are with this, the more useful it will be. Um, and two out of five for flavor, giving it a total of three out of five star rating. Okay. Um, I I kind of like. Um I like the creativity is is good. I'm good with that rating. Yeah. Um, flavor, I think I'd probably bump that up to a three. I think you, can get you think pretty, so? I think you can get pretty creative with this because I thought more of like, you know, when you're playing in a type of game that a ranger would be good in, like mm-hmm. truly, like yeah. when you have to use those types of mechanics, this is kind of harbors over to that. So maybe it could be like depending on what kind of sorcerer you are, you know, drawing your drawing that ability in using your sorcery points to like get a feel for some the area and like causing it to extend your spells based on like a need okay like uh like less like more like i need the thing i need and less like i'm gonna do this spell and have it be twice as long as oh like, like you're basically flavoring it as if like there's sheer will willpower you're making it extend longer like yeah you like need will, this like, so you're like, making will, it happen yeah like um like yeah i haven't i could i think i can make you see in the dark uh it's just taking a lot longer than i thought it would like i need i need more i need more time and mm. then it, you, you the stress of it kind of spends the point and like, yeah that's that i could see that being a, a good flavor for it okay next up heightened spell when you cast a spell that forces a creature to make a saving throw to resist its effects, you can spend three sorcery points to give one target of the spell disadvantage on its first saving throw made against the spell. Few things suck as much as casting a powerful spell only for the target to save successfully and to suffer no effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, uh, not only did you waste a precious spell slot, but you've wasted an entire turn and you feel like you're bad at magic. <laughs> so, uh, use... Use heightened spell on almost every save or suck spell you cast to avoid this terrible fate. So that's where heightened spell comes into effect. Sure. You want to use it on something that, like, if they save, nothing happens. Because mm-hmm. that's probably what you want to avoid more than anything. Right. Um, so that's where heightened spell, I think, shines. I mean, it, it, it's good in anything that makes makes the save, whether it's going to hit for yeah, half or not. Yeah, yeah. It's just but like. it's most potent in those situations. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, on stuff that's like, well, they saved, but they still take half damage. Maybe don't use Heightened Spell on that, unless you really need to. Especially if it's area, if it's hitting multiple people. Yeah, but if it's on something like, oh, if they save against this and nothing happens, then that was a waste of turn, that's where Heightened Spell is going to be the most useful. Mm-hmm. So I created a list of Sorcerer uh, spells that are Saver Suck spells. Saver Suck. So yeah. Charm Person. Oh my god! When you're trying to charm somebody too, it's like usually Oops. pretty make or break. Yeah, like, this is going to determine if we get caught or not. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, detect thoughts, levitate, suggestion, web, banishment, polymorph, disintegrate, hold person or hold monster, fear, hypnotic pattern, and slow. Oh my god! Hold um, person you, and monster. You have so experience good. with slow failing. You. Yes. Yes, and it sucked, didn't it? It was horrible. It was not great. Although I got. I hit one of the targets, and it was very important to hit at least one target. And if there was going to be one target I hit, it should have been that one. Yeah. So, but imagine if you could have heightened the spell. If that would have gone off on everybody, mm-hmm. they would have been in deep shit. Oh yeah. Well, let's and let's look at this. Let me see here. Um, I'm talking about Super Quest Saga. Right I know. Now. I know you are. Um, so let me see. When you cast the spell, the forces creature me. You can. Okay, so you have to spend three sorcery points for one target at disadvantage. It would have been cool. cool if it would have been all targets, but maybe that'd that be sounds too OP, OP because yeah. of spells like slow. slow. Yeah, you're right. Slow is so good. Yeah, or like confusion. I think is a spell that 
Is that um, save or suck? Uh, I know it does. I'll look that up because I know it does a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, but these are the spells where you might want to, con- if you're taking these spells, if you're planning on using these spells, I would consider taking heightened uh, spell as your option because you don't want to try and poly- polymorph something and then nothing happens. You don't want to try and hold person and then nothing happens, right. um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, that's not that spell is not called confusion, but it causes confusion. OK, I just can't remember what the name of the spell is off the top of my head, but Percy has it. OK. I don't remember either, but uh, she did it in hell. Um, oh, to the to all the to all the devils, right? To all the to all the. Devil. It wasn't confusion. Is that the? I I tried to look up the spell by that name and it didn't come up. Okay, well, is there anything you want to add to heightened spell before we rate it? Uh, no, I really like heightened spells. I think it's one of the ones I almost always take. Yeah, it's one of the better ones I think. So I give heightened spell a five out of five for usefulness. When you need it, you really really need it. Um, a three out of five for creativity. Uh, in this case, strategic use and a three out of five for flavor, giving it a total of four out of five stars. Cool. Yeah, I, I like four out of five stars. I'm going to bump up the flavor to four just because mm-hmm. I feel like I could like, I don't know. I like like leaning back like Jojo style and like pointing your finger with the loose wrist like you. <laughs> for you, sure. You suck ass. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you could flavor That's it like good that. flavor. Yeah, absolutely. Just telling people they suck and then well, making them do bad things. Yeah, making them feel bad <laughs> at the same it. time. Um, let's take a short rest. Okay. We've returned. Indeed we have. Check us out on Patreon. I just want to say real quick, sorry about all those ads. We got doubled up on accident, sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did do that, but we're changing the way we do ads. So it's Yeah, really we're trying out. to do some cleanups of old ads, too. So we're, we're working on stuff. Yeah. All right. You ready to talk about the sorcerer? Uh, no, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Because now we are about to talk about the creme de la creme, the big one, the one that everyone wants to talk about, the, the one big, that everyone loves. The big cream. Quicken spell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves it faster. <laughs> Not everyone. Oh. But mo- uh, no, I don't know. When, a ca- <laughs> when you cast a spell, that's the casting time of one action, and you can spend two You can spend two sorcery points to change the casting time to one bonus action for this casting. Dang. So this is all about action economy. Yeah. This um, is... Oh, you can't on. take two bonus actions in a turn, though. No, you can't. Okay. You can't. It's getting weird. Yeah. This is one of the... You know, it is weird because in fourth edition, you could swap uh, an action for a minor action, mm-hmm. and you could do two minor actions in the same turn. You could do three minor actions in the same turn if you wanted to. Is there some minor? Because No, it's just you basically... You had a movement, a minor, and an action, right? And you and had some ability that was like, do one more minor action. You could you could swap an action down for a movement or for a minor, and you could swap a movement down for a minor. So theoretically, you could do three minor actions if you wanted to. I like that. Yeah, but you can't do that in 5e. Can't. No. Nope. Can't do that in 5e. Back there's to, all kinds of weird rules that you can't, do, like how you can cast spells with what action economy in the same turn. Yeah. So you could probably kick a guy. You could definitely kick a guy. So this is one of the very few options which allows you to, quote unquote, break the action economy, and it's absolutely worth the cost. Cast a one-action spell and a cantrip in one turn. And that is just the tip of the iceberg for its uses. The temptation to use it constantly can be difficult to resist, but use this selectively as repeated use will shred your sorcery point resources quite quickly. So this option has some serious wombo combos, Brian. I'm wombo sure combo. I'm sure, wombo combo. I'm sure you're aware of some of them. Wombo combo. <laughs> not the reaction I was expecting. But you okay. said Wombo Combo. I did. I did say Wombo Combo because that's what this feature is all about. You know where that's from, right? No, I have actually no idea. I just know you say it. Oh, it's from, That's why I said it. It's from Melee. Oh, is it? It's from a team battle. It's a it's a commentary call from Melee. Oh, competitive Melee. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, interesting. 
Really funny. Really yeah. funny YouTube video. Yeah. Okay, for sure. He's like, Wombo Combo. Wombo Combo. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. So I made a list of some of like the more interesting ones. Um, there is a spell called Sunbeam. Um, there is. You're absolutely will. I'm going to tell you that you're spot on when you say that there yes. is a spell called Sunbeam. And it 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 meshes with this. Um, it meshes with this option very well because okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to read something to you and then we're going to talk about how it will be useful. I do like how in the notes coming up after Wombo Combo, it just it does say Sunbeam times two, uh-huh. and that's got me real stoked because yes. I like when you do spells twice. So a beam of brilliant light flashes from your hand on a five foot wide, sixty foot long line. Each creature in the line must make a Constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes six d eight radiant damage and is blinded until your next turn. On a successful save, it takes half as much damage and isn't blinded by the spell. Undead and uses have disadvantage on the saving throw. Here's the fun part. You can create a new line of radiance as your action on any turn until the spell ends. This spell lasts for a total of one minute. So we're talking about 10 rounds. So the way you would use this is you would cast Sunbeam and then you would use Quicken spell so it only takes one bonus action and you would do a 68 rating damage in a huge ass fucking line and then you have a whole other action to then do it again because that's part of the spell it's not you you're not casting a spell with your action you are uh re-triggering re-triggering the spell with your action which is allowed i see so let's create a line of brilliance and then create another line of brilliance it's two times so when your opponent tells you that they are inevitable you can tell them that you are iron man Exactly. Yes. Twice. exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and then theoretically, if you wanted to like burn through your sorcery points, you can then continue to cast spells for the duration of this spell with the, as long as you quicken them, and then you still have the action to keep popping off your sunbeam. So, so you, you can just, sunbeam twice, and then if you have sorcery points, cast spell sunbeam. Cast spell sunbeam. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so you could you could just be an absolute monster. This is like when you're trying to get the let the party escape. You know, mm-hmm. from the fucking whatever's going to kill everyone. The, the Kraken is like, oh, hold them yeah. off, guys. Get out of here. This is like Tien and Cell. Like, oh, I just yeah. keep doing it over and over again. <laughs> Tien, he's dying. Exactly. It's killing him. He's using all his sorcery points. <laughs> I like the TFS Can you one. go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I was like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so uh, another another thing you do is uh, do a mind sliver opener to a big bad spell. So mind sliver is a cantrip, and okay. I believe we have access to it as a sorcerer. And I'm going to read it. You drive a disorienting spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature you can see within range. The target must succeed on an intelligence saving throw or take one d six psychic damage uh, and subtract one d four from their next saving throw it makes before the end of your next turn so a few things here intelligence saving throw that's usually great most monsters are really stupid so this is fantastic already we're starting strong <laughs> intelligence saving throw is the worst saving throw. yeah for most people and things mm-hmm. um psychic damage great Mo- almost nothing resists that so we're off to like we're doing great yep um and if you quicken this spell and turn it into a bonus action you have a, a very sexy full action to cast whatever the hell you want. Okay. Uh, Speaking uh, of sexy, what website are you on? Uh, They're blasting you with two ads of dudes are. kissing. This 15 celebs who are, and then it making goes out, dot, dot, Making dot. out, apparently. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres and Portia DeRossi. I don't know who that is. I know who Ellen DeGeneres is. Yes, I know who that is. I don't know who the second person is. Is that her wife? Anyways, stop looking at my, my sexy ads, Brian. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So, psychic damage, <laughs> the negative D4 to the next spell. So, what you want to do here is... You're going to cast um, Mind Sliver Quickened, 
and then you're going to subtract a d4 from their next saving throw. So you want to cast something that is going to devastate them if they fail. Yeah. So I mean, mind slivered opener to a big bad spell. A big bad that's spell. A, that's a really good use of quickening spell. Sunbeam. Uh, another wombo combo. Double Eldritch Blast for Warlock Multiclass. That's pretty good. Yes. Uh, Eldritch Blast is the best cantrip in the game, damage-wise. Um, what's great is cantrips level with your character uh, level, not your class level. Right. So all you got to do is dip in one level of Warlock to get the the Eldritch Blast. And at high levels, what? Like, at, at fifth level, what is it? Two Blasts? doing two Blasts, and then at on 10th the level, 11th. 10 or 11, level. you're doing three. Okay, so at 11th level, a, a single Eldritch Blast is three individual blasts. Yes. Uh, with three quick, die rolls. Yes. With Quick and Spell, uh, you can now do it twice. That's six blasts on a turn. That is a very respectable use of your Quick and Spell. It's a lot of blasts. It's a lot of blasts. Uh, what's it? A D10? Um, it's a D10 damage plus your Charisma modifier, which will be high if you're a Sorcerer. Yes, and also um, if you're a Warlock, but yes, if you're yes. a Sorcerer. So you could probably take a feat, like an Eldritch Initiate feat, to get like a Warlock cantrip too. You don't necessarily have to multi Yeah, you, exactly. That's very true. But the point is, like, if you can get Eldritch Blast as a Sorcerer and then use Quicken Spell on it, you're doing a lot of beams. And, like, each one of those has a, the potential to crit too on top of it. So many beams. Yeah, so many beams. All the beams. Selling a little... Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. 
You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick while you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash dungeoncast and use your promotional code dungeoncast and claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash dungeoncast. Let me see here. Next up I have for Cleric specifically, I, this is what I wrote and I, I did this a long time ago so I'm going to have to look at the spells to figure it out. Four clerics, spirit guardians plus sanctuary plus keep dodging is what I read. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see here. Spirit, spirit guardians. Let's read this. You call forth spirits to protect you. Uh, they flit around you to a distance of 15 feet for the duration. If you are good or neutral, their spectral forms appear angelic or fey, your choice. If you're evil, they appear fiendish. When you cast a spell, you can designate any number of creatures that you can see to be unaffected by it. An affected creature speed is halved in the area, and when a creature enters the area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there, it must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 3d8 radiant damage uh, or necrotic fear evil. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage. Mm. So essentially, you have created a zone where ghosts are fighting for you. Yeah. 15 feet around The you. ghost zone, if you the will. Ghost, <laughs> the ghost zone. Um, not only are uh, enemies in the ghost zone having to take ghost zone damage, but their speed is halved. So getting out of the ghost zone is actually difficult. It's very treacherous to get out of the ghost zone. So that's the first spell that's part of this Wombo Combo. The second spell is Sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> you ward a creature within range against, uh, against attack. No, you ward a creature within range against attack. This That sounds like... the. That's a you said the typo. same thing twice, and you said it in, with different inflections, which made it sound like it did different things. You ward a creature within range against attack. Can I get one more, please? <laughs> Am I reading this wrong? It should be against range, against attacks, right? You it, ward a creature within range against attack in general, just attack. <laughs> it if, should, should be attacks, if right? If they are attack, they are sanctuaried. <laughs> I'm going to call this. This, Dan- is, this is a typo. This is Danny Fenton's house. Outside of the, the place outside of the ghost zone. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature with a, an attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom save throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. The spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects such as explosion. So I think what you want to do here is cast Sanctuary on yourself, mm-hmm. quicken spell um, Spirit Guardians, and just throw yourself into the enemy. Oh, and wow. let your yeah. ghosts do the damage. Okay, yeah. Um, and then you just keep dodging. Okay. Because okay. as long as you're dodging plus sanctuary, they're never going to fucking hit you. If if they're in your zone, the ghosts are coming for them. Dodge is a very powerful way to spend your turn. Yes. As long as you've done the sanctuary uh, spirit guardian setup first, if you're a cleric. I think just in general. Well, in if, general, yeah. If dodge you're it. like drawing aggro, but you don't have a good option, mm-hmm. just dodge and yeah. give everybody <laughs> just dis- dodge, just bro. Give everybody, literally, you're just going to give everybody disadvantage on attacks against you, and then your friends can come pick them off. They're all looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this, that's one Wama combo that I looked up that I really like. And for the last one is the obvious one that I have to deal with every time we do Super Quest Saga, or at least I used to. Um, Paladins who get their hands on Quicken Spell because they d- 
decided to be a sorcerer too. Uh, haste for extra attacks. So you quicken spell haste and then you just fucking obliterate with your attacks and smites. You just start doing smite things. You just, yeah, you just, yeah. Because haste, I believe, gives you plus two to AC, um, gives you an extra attack. Yeah, on top you, of your extra attacks. Right, you get an extra action to be used on attack only. I'm yes, sure. exactly. Just, like important. To know. Yeah, and then on top of it, smites don't take an action, even though I think they fucking should. Um, <laughs> I don't write. Yeah, the what rules, does other work? You just say I I do a smite. Yeah, you do a smite. With, this it, one's a smite. This that's, one's that's how it works. But you say after you know you've hit too. Yes, which so. is like stupid. <laughs> it's very powerful. Yeah, like why do wizards have to like? I there's a lot of rules in the game. To mitigate a wizard's power yeah. and sorcerer's power. Like how we said, like missing a spell slot, missing a, an attack on a powerful spell is really shitty. Mm-hmm. And there's a way to circumvent that as a sorcerer. Right. But you take away that power. Like you, you, you're you kind of trading power when you don't make your spellcasters like track components or like if you're mm-hmm. not paying attention to like if they're bound or gagged, you know, and the, and the spell has a, a, a verbal component, you know, like you got to take these things into account or like gold or whatever like you have to realize that you're trading that power out yeah there's a resource so that's spent if your if your wizards seem hella powerful or whatever it might be because you're not doing things right yeah maybe all right let's rate quick and spell okay i give cook and spell a five out of five for usefulness it's so useful it's stupid <laughs> i go to five out of five creativity it rewards you for figuring out wombo combos yeah constantly which is good which is fantastic it sounds like a lot of them have been figured out already too, yeah and in Reddit like, threads, yeah likely. and who knows how many that i don't know about there's probably 10 times more that i don't know about Ooh, tell us your favorite wombo combo with sorcerers please in the do comments. and i give it a five out of five for flavor because the wombo combos are so juicy and flavorful it tastes so good yes it's a perfect five star meta magic option and a story yeah this is <laughs> the this is the best one uh, it's, it's I think. the best one i think the one it's just, you, I think you it's need just, if you're gonna pick one and if you could only pick one you're it picking sh- this probably one. should be this one absolutely um so yeah i'm i'm totally with you all, all right. right moving on to subtle spell when you cast a spell you can spend one sorcerer point to cast it without any somatic or verbal components Damn, so i was just talking about how like this shit's important it is you were uh, situational is what I'm going to say here for this one. Mm-hmm. In most cases, you generally won't care if someone hears or sees you casting a spell. But the number of situations where this is useful is larger than some would think. In social situations, especially where casting a spell might be considered rude or might cause problems, subtle spell can solve a lot of those problems when it comes to subterfuge and stealth. Uh, because subtle spell also removes the verbal and somatic components of spells, it may be difficult or impossible for enemy spellcasters to counterspell simply because they don't know what it that it's happening in the first place. Okay. Uh, spells without an obvious visual component and without components uh, provided by the spellcaster are essentially undetectable short of something like detect magic. This reminds me of Raven from Teen Titans. Oh, really? Yeah, because she always has to say the same magic words to do magic. Oh, she like, does, yeah. And says them loudly and proudly. Yes, you know? absolutely. That might not always be great. No, it might not. This makes it so you don't have to Ocean's Eleven style like sneak to the kitchen to do a magic. You know, the noisy kitchen at the restaurant or whatever. Where oh you're man, to, like, I, blah, I barely blah, blah, blah. remember. I'm, no, I'm just. It's not from. I'm not directly oh, like okay. scooping off Ocean's Eleven because they don't do the only magic they do is heisting. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but like <laughs> the in best a, magic ball. Like you're at a you're at a grand hall with the fucking lords and ladies, and mm-hmm. you need to like do a magic real quick, but you can't oh, do it because right. it's verbal. Or yes, you got to start waving exactly. your fucking. You're doing a rave in the middle of the room, and then everyone's like, "What the fuck <laughs> what is this?" Guy doing magic for it, yeah right? guards exactly uh, so exactly. you sneak off to the noisy kitchen to do your magic and then you can come back out and right smell like lobster 
or whatever. Yeah. Uh, removing the need to provide verbal or semantic components also allows you to cast spells in some situations which would normally prevent you from doing so, such as while you are in a magical silence mm-hmm. or while restrained. Yeah. Um, so, like, you, if you have this, if you are captured in some way, a uh, subtle spell is going to come in very useful. Yeah. And if you're captured in certain ways, you can build a suit made of iron where you can cast a double sun beam out of the hands. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great way to uh, fuck up enemy wizards, by the way, is put them. If, like, your D, you got to ask your DM sometimes because maybe they're not saying the magic words that the caster mm-hmm. is saying. Right. They're like, oh, it's reliant. You can tell Arcana check it's reliant on the verbal component and you can just drop a silence uh, bubble on them. Absolutely. Um, so let's rate subtle spell. I give subtle spell three out of five for usefulness. It's one of those things where it is situational. But uh, its usefulness for the situations it's useful for is is very high. Uh, five out of five for creativity. This rewards you thinking about your situation and applying this option creatively. Mm-hmm. Creatively. Mm-hmm. And two out of five for flavor. I just don't see a great way of flavoring this in a way that sounds like, you know, fun. It's just like you don't move and the spell happens. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of one. I can think of one thing. So sure. Uh, those are. Oh, give, go ahead and give your, your oh, total. Giving it a total of 3.5 out of 5 stars. Cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it for usefulness. I'm going to give it a 2.5 and bump that down a little bit. I think it's very heavily dependent on a DM uh, on when this becomes useful and not necessarily dependent on you. So mm, you're just okay. waiting for somebody to give you the chance to do this. True. It might never come up. It might never come up. It's really good if you're a dungeon master to read your players' character sheets and to try and understand how they're going to try to approach the adventure. Right. So that you can help them utilize their abilities in either a cool way or be like, hey, I need to figure out a way for my plot point to hit. And I know they have this thing, so I need to like bypass that somehow. You know, absolutely. One or the right. other. You, can, yeah. you should be doing both. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to go ahead and give it the five the five out of five for creates. You do have to be creative to do this right. Uh, for flavor, I'm going to go ahead and bump that up to a three because I really like, uh, like, um, what's that meme with that kid sitting at the desk and he's got the, he's got like blonde, short, curly hair. And the veins are like all over him. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You yeah. make that face because you're like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not very subtle, Brian. No, no, you just like. <laughs> he's just draining. Yeah. Like, are you okay? Like, I. I need to say it to do the magic, but I have to stop myself, and that takes sorcery. Oh points, my so gosh! Okay, that's cool. I'm only bumping up the the flavor because I'm coming up with the flavor yeah. on the spot. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, I'll give it a little more. That's fair. <laughs> All right, moving on. Twin spell. Uh, so another one of my favorites. This is another big Everybody one. Everybody likes twins. Everyone likes twins. <laughs> when you cast the spell, the targets own. When you cast the spell, that targets only one creature and doesn't have a range of self. Um, you can spend a number of sorcery points equal to the spell's level to target a second creature in range with the same spell. Mm-hmm. One sorcery point if the spell is a cantrip. Um, this is great for Eldritch Blast. We'll talk about it later. Uh, to be eligible, a spell must be incapable of targeting more than one creature at the spell's current level. For example, Magic Missile and Scorching Ray aren't eligible, but Ray of Frost and Chromatic Orb are. Um, a lot of fantastic spells like Haste and Polymorph target single creatures and require concentration. This allows you to affect two creatures at the same time. Double Haste and Double double Polymorph are, is exceptionally fucking powerful. I mean, yeah. Like, absolutely game-changing. Haste by itself can break the combat. Yeah, and if you can haste both your fighter and your paladin or both your fighter and your rogue, like, yeah, you're going to be fighting real good as a team. Um, same with Polymorph. Like, let's say you're fighting, I don't know, a dragon in two fucking manticore under its power. Like now those manticores are puppies. Like you just took two of big minions off the table. 
Minions. Minions. <laughs> this allows you to affect two creatures at the same time. However, the sorcerer point cost scales with spell level, making twin spell the most expensive meta magic option out there. I see. So you have to use the... Yeah. Polymorph is a high level spell. That's a lot of sorcerer points. Do you have to use double, like, if spells cost components and stuff? Are you burning double components to do I this? I think or? it's implied that you do not have to do that. Yeah, because right? you need the component to cast a spell. You, the sorcery points is the resource that is being spent to double this thing. Right. Yeah. So if you have your bat shit and you blow on it or whatever. My guano. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then You, you don't need double bat shit, Brian. Yeah, I mean, you do, though, but not to do the twin. No. I mean, you yeah. want to do fireball twice, right? Because it consumes the bat shit. I think so, yeah. You need like a little pouch of bat shit. Yep. You know, in the Dragonlance novels, um, I didn't know what the word guano meant. Oh. And is that how they're phrasing it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Raceland, amongst other wizards, are all constantly using bat guano for uh, their spells. And I was just like, oh, that sounds cool. Whatever that is. <laughs> I grew up to find. I was reading bu- books about bat shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. What did you think? It's just like bat- I didn't. I didn't think, Brian. It's I just the, thought spells were cool. It's just the grease from the wings. I just, like I, just, I the- didn't think about. I was seven. <laughs> I just didn't think about it. Anyways, yeah, they're doing magic backwana, whatever that is. Cool. Whatever that is. Keep, yeah, keep feeding me dragons. <laughs> you can also <laughs> use this uh, option offensively, which at low levels can be very efficient. Twinning spells like Chromatic Orb is a cost-efficient way to quickly deal damage to multiple targets at a minor cost of both resources and actions because i believe chromatic orb is a level one spell and it's 3d8 damage so it's good it's a good yeah, spell chromatic orb is very good i like I was, this spell a lot i was thinking about uh, like you do whatever uh, element you want and it's 3d8 Go yeah ahead. um chromatic chromatic orb isn't there a, a way to make your spells push people is that one of the metamagic things um, or it might be. No, think I'm so. thinking of like invocations for Eldritch Blast. I think yes, I'm you are fucking yeah. up my warlock thing. Yeah. Never mind, everyone. Sorry. Um, just remember that the twin spell only works when the spell is only capable of targeting one creature. So you can't twin AOE spells, spells with secondary targets, spells with effects that other creatures can walk through, or spells that don't target creatures at all. Mm. I give twins. Oh yeah, you, you got anything to add to this before we uh, rate it? I was just looking up chromatic orb because I wasn't sure about the damage, but um, poison. Yeah, lo- yeah it's three d eight. Chromatic orb is for level one. What fireball is for level whatever the fuck level you get fireball at? <laughs> it is a good. It is yeah. a good spell. I like it. Um, I like uh, twinning it. You do like uh, you know what ex moves are from Street Fighter. There's no. a mechanic where you can use your special bar to make a regular move do like double damage. I don't oh. know if it's double damage, but it hit, it'll hit twice instead of once. Oh, nice. You do the, the Hadouken. Mm-hmm. It'll mm-hmm. like double the Hadouken a little bit. Oh, it'll, okay. It'll like pat, pat instead of just hitting for oh. once. You know? So pat, pat. It is similar to that. Pat, pat. And it would make a really cool whizzing noise when you did it. It would be like, zoom. Nice. Good times. Chromatic so I give Twin Spell. Five out of five for usefulness. It's just so goddamn useful. It's a bit. It's double damage, mm-hmm. or double whatever the fuck that you're doing. Two whatever times. you're doing, it. It's so nice you do it twice. Another one. Um, two out of five for creativity. It's just the same spell twice. I don't know how creative <laughs> you can get with it. You just do it two times. Uh, and a four out of five for awesome flavor, giving it a total of four out of five stars. I'm gonna go ahead and agree with you on every every count here. Every count it's here. Good. Yeah. You, nice. You, four out of five for flavor. It's where I like all the flavors to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, seeking spell. If you make an attack roll for a spell, 
and mist. You can spend two sorcery points to reroll the d20, and you must use the new roll. You can use seeking spell even if you have already used a different meta magic option during the casting of this spell. So it's another one of those options where you can use it with other options. Mm-hmm. Um, this may seem like the spell attack version of heightened spell, and in some ways it is. Uh, but not nearly as useful. Sorcerers get some unique spell options like Kinetic Orb and Chaos Bolt, which rely on attack rolls. And spending a spell slot only to miss with a leveled spell feels awful. But ultimately, there are just not a ton of spells that fit the parameters and are worth using sorcery points on, if you ask me. So basically, what I'm trying to say here is there are not a lot of attack roll spells that the sorcerer gets that are worth using this on. Right. Like, the only way this could be better is if there were more candidates to use it on. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Um, Again, it's pretty straightforward. It's basically giving yourself advantage in a way on a spell attack. Sure. And that's really all there is to it. Um, Another situationally good uh, option here. I give Seeking Spell 2 out of 5 stars for usefulness because, again, not a lot of options to use it on. 2 out of 5 for creativity because, again, it just it gives you advantage. There's really not a lot of ways to use it creatively. It does one thing. And 1 out of 5 for flavor because of the same reason. So I give it a total of 1.5 out of 5 stars. I think it can be... I think you're selling it short on the flavor for sure. You always think I am. Yeah. And that's okay. Well, one, 1 is really low when you have like the like the Piccolo versus Android 17 Hellfire Grenade where he misses all those shots on purpose. And then he's like, "You missed me." And then he like pulls them all in. Okay, yeah, you could you could <laughs> pretend like you did it on purpose. Yeah, and yeah. I love Hellfire Grenade. I love Piccolo. Or you could just like <laughs> you miss your blast. Like you just uh, just just like Dragon Ball, they just like miss and redirect the blast to like follow people around. They got okay. Like, spend oh, uh, okay. 30. I give it a two out of five for flavor then instead of one out of five. Oh, you're gonna change your rating? I'm changing my rating. Okay, You've convinced yeah. me. I'll go ahead and give it a, a two. There might be something I haven't thought of here uh, to make it be more flavorful. But I'm going to go ahead and stick with the two as well. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Next up, we have Transmuted Spell. This I, this might be the last one. Um, and then we're going to talk about some other things outside of the actual options themselves. Okay. When you cast a spell that deals a type of damage from the following list, you can spend one sorcerer point to change that damage type to one of the other listed types. So Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, Poison, Thunder. So if you cast, I don't know, Call Lightning, it could be called Call Poison. <laughs> <laughs> call Acid. Um, sorcerers get very few spells. You just get fucking slimed like in Nickelodeon. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. Sorcerers get very few spells known in comparison to like wizards and stuff. So the ability to change the damage type on favorites like Fireball allows you to rely on favorite spells even when damage resistances and immunities are a problem. So yeah, instead of Fireball, it could be Poison Ball or Ice Ball or whatever. Um, this also makes it easier to enjoy the elemental adept feat, but try to avoid paying the sorcery point cost every time you cast a spell or you'll find yourself out of resources earlier in the day. Yeah, you could really blow them all in a single fight. Like a big fight with a fire-resistant creature might be the thing that makes you burn all your sorcery points. Could be. So real quick, let's talk about the elemental adept feat. Um, uh, all you need to take the feat is able to cast at least one spell. When you gain this feat, choose one of the following damage types, acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder. Spells you cast ignore resistance to the chosen type, and whenever you roll damage for a spell that deals damage of the chosen type treat any ones uh, as twos so this is great for if you want like a very thematic sorcerer which is stuff i like to do if you want to be all lightning all the time but there's not enough lightning spells for you um feel free to uh pick spells that aren't those spells but when you cast them you can transmute them with your sorcery points and then again this feat makes all of your spells of that one damage type better yeah you're gonna reflavor all your damage um which is pretty powerful in this game because combats can be set up to really fuck you really hard uh because you 
DM knows you're going to do a certain spell mm. or whatever. Right. You know, and it's going to get eaten up or, you know, heal people, heal mm. <laughs> enemies randomly. After, yeah. After yeah. I mean, that happened less. Yeah. That happened yeah. super quick. <laughs> it happens, guys. It happens. It's a thing. <laughs> and there are lots of, like, you know, fire is the most resisted type in the game, right? Mm. For damage. Uh, poison and then fire. Poison and then fire. Mm. And, you know, it's super handy to change fire bolt over to cold bolt. Yeah, exactly. Not to be confused with kobolds, which are little <laughs> dragon people right, that make traps. Right. Absolutely. So I give Transmuted Spell a 2 out of 5 for usefulness. It's situational, but when it's used, it's good. Uh, 4 out of 5 for creativity. I love theme builds, and this is how you do one. Uh, and a 5 out of 5 for flavor. Did I mention I love theme builds? A lightning or poison theme fireball sounds amazing to me. Uh, giving it a total of 3 out of 5 star rating. Considering I sort of designed an item for my wizard off of that this. That does this, yeah. Um, I I find it to be slightly more useful, so I'll give it the, th- uh, the three. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and give it, I'm just, fuck it, I'm just going to give it the five out of five for the other two categories. Okay. So, so I think this is really good. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's fun. I think this really uh, embodies the spirit of D&D in a lot of ways um, mm. by giving you the versatility that you want and crave and mm-hmm. need. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think this is great. I think I... I picked this on most of my sorcerers, or if I, I might not have picked it on C4PO because it didn't. I don't think it mattered. Okay. To me. Yeah, it might not have but mattered. I think if I played a sorcerer, I'd almost always take that just because I think it's so fun. To it's like, pretty high on my list as yeah, well. Yeah, just be Mega Man and like switch out your damage type, like whenever, like mid mid battle and yeah. shit. Like that's very good. Indeed. You're basically changing a spell out in a lot of ways. Like, like, uh, like. Picking Firebolt is critical because of, like, I'm going to do fire damage with this. So mm-hmm. being able to change that, I think, is really good. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the feat, Metamagic Adept. Uh, Metamagic Adept, prerequisite, spellcasting, or pack magic feature. You've learned to exert your will on your spells to alter how they function. You learn two metamagic options of your choice from the sorcerer class. You can use only one metamagic option on a spell when you cast it, unless the option says otherwise. Whenever you reach a level that grants the ability score improvement feature, you can replace one of your metamagic options with another one from the sorcerer class. You also gain two sorcery points to spend on metamagic. These points are added to any sorcery points you have from another source, but can be used only on metamagic. Uh, You regain all sorcery points when you finish a long rest. So funnily enough, the class that benefits the most from this feat is the sorcerer itself. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You get extra sorcery points and extra mana magic options, which just makes you plain better. It just makes you a way better sorcerer. In all my builds that we've done on the show, I was hard-pressed to take an ability score with this existing. Like, yeah. why the fuck? If I was if I were going to play one in a mm-hmm. real game, I would definitely be taking this. Yeah, a sorcerer wants this. Unless um, you, like, have a, a deficit you're really trying to ability score your way out mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason that might be, this is probably what you should be doing as a metagamer. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely take this as yeah. soon as you can. Um, Eldritch Knight is another cool option to, to take this feat um, for hasted combat and hold person. Yeah, so, again, okay. getting that quicken spell and stuff. Um, hold person plus attack and action surge. So, yeah, you're going to fucking devastate someone with that combo. You Jesus. really could. You're hasted, you hold person, and then you fucking, fucking yeah, just wallop them. the beat down on yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, a Tempest Cleric plus Transmuted Spell um, is fantastic because they have a lot of stuff that boosts their lightning and thunder damage. That's cool. So if you get your hands on Transmuted Spell, you can turn some of your cler- your powerful Cleric Spells that do Radiant Damage. Nah, it does lightning damage now. It's pretty yeah, good, so. and it does more lightning damage. You're stacking your abilities together. Exactly. Getting creative. <clears throat> so uh, that's pretty much all I have about Meta Magic. There's a lot to it. You can get really creative with it. It is the reason that one wants to play a sorcerer for the most part. 
because no one, unless they take this feat, can do anything uh, like meta magic in the game. Yeah, it, it's literally designed to break the rules. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of like... Yeah, which is why it's called meta magic because it, it's very meta. It's meta as fuck. Mm-hmm. It kind of subs in because you're a little more limited in spells known as a sorcerer versus like a yes. wizard. So yes. making the spells you do know more versatile and powerful sort of balances that out. Exactly. It's a, it's a good class. Yeah, it's got a lot of cool... Um, like they just keep printing more and more like DLC, if you will, for the sorcerer too. Like there's... You know, the Tasha sorcerers are really powerful. Yeah. Um, isn't there sorcerer stuff in Fizban? Was that a thing? Dragon? Um, dragon patron? Do they have that yet? Do we have dragon patron yet? Uh, patron, patron for warlock? No, but the Do draconic dra- blood dragon sorcerer, though, is right? the first one that came out. Yeah. Okay. That's dragon cool. bloodline. That's yeah. Cool. Um, I will say, since we're talking about it, the Tasha, one of the reasons the Tasha sorcerers are powerful is because they get extra fucking spells, dude. They get like spells known for their theme, like uh, yeah. aberrant, aberrant mind, right? There's a bunch of psychic spells that you get on top of the spells that you know. So, like, rather than by level 20, you only know 18 spells, you actually know like 26. Pretty That's good. Blatantly better than the the original sorcerers that were coming out in, yeah. in the first few books. There's so. always your, you know, your DM can help your sorcerer be a better sorcerer too with like scrolls and shit and like yeah. giving you like boons to help you power up. Like you know maybe they t- somebody teaches you a spell or like gives you the power to cast a spell at random. Like hey, you can cast a spell now. You can always do that to buff up the other sorcerers in like mid game. Yeah. You feel oh I, I want them to use the spell in the next like. I mean, you can uh, do that if you want. Yeah. yeah, like the next dungeon, they're going to need this. So, like, I'm going to have them meet a character that teaches it to them. And then they could just, like, know that spell. It's like, don't forget that shit. It yeah, you this. could do that. Although that does take a little bit away from the wizard, which is that's kind of their thing is they can learn as many fucking spells as they want. Yeah, I mean. It just depends on what you're trying to get out of your game and who's okay with what. Right. You just If you're looking for things like, to do with your sorcerer. Don't do that if there's a wizard in the party. <laughs> or, I mean, or do. I mean, the wizard can, they, they can find spell books full of bullshit too like you could you could lay yeah. down whatever you want in front of your players right. but it's just all dependent on what you need and yeah. what you're trying to get out of the game exactly okay so i believe we can get ready for a long rest yeah let's ex- let's extend the let's uh did the I rest do, did i do it did i say the right thing i think you did <laughs> hey everybody welcome to the long rest this is brian your co-host of the dungeon cast <laughs> ready to lay down and go to sleep what's up with that <laughs> <laughs> you wanna, I mean, you're tired. It's been a long episode. You're ready to have a long rest. Yeah, man, he's right. So tired. Help me, Will. What are we doing? Uh, Patreon shout out. Patre- Patreon. You you did it. You're guilty now. You said it. Patreon um, shout outs. Yeah, I guess it's, it is Patreon shout outs, but it's still Patreon shout outs. I like. Uh, I kind of. It's growing on me when people call themselves Patreons. So it's <laughs> that bugs me. Hello, all my Patreons. <laughs> we're gonna shout you out now thanks for supporting the show uh it really helps out as a matter of fact it's one of the best ways to help us out is by going to patreon and uh supporting us yeah and uh you get a bunch of cool shit for it so uh hope you guys are enjoying all the cool shit that we give you and uh thank you again yeah and sorry again for all those ads it was an accident but if you want ad free episodes you could totally donate at five dollars a month and get episodes early and ad free uh they'll still have long rests in them that's because hey, those aren't ads. That's the way it works. Uh, okay, so Patreon shoutouts: Zachary H. Beach. Thank you, Zachary. Zachary. Thank, thank you, you, Zachary. Uh, oh, I don't know what that means, but thank you, Matthias or Matthias Ose. I think. Thank you, Matthias. It's O S E. That's all I got for the last name. Ose. Yeah, Ose. I think it's Ose. 
Thank you, Matthias. So I'm pretty sure I would say Matthias. Yeah. Uh, Erica Mariana. Thank you, Erica. Thanks for your upgrade. Indeed. Thank, thank you, you for your up your generous upgrade. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Christine Moore. Thank you, Christine. Welcome, Chris. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, also, Fascum. Thank you, Fascum. That's F-A-S-S-G-U-M. Fascum. Thank you, Fascum. Thank you, Fascum. We got knife all game. That's hyphenated in between each word. Knife all game. <laughs> Thank you, knife all game. What's up, knife all game? Get in there and stab some bonus content, knife all game. <laughs> um, but don't stab anybody else. You know, it's a digital space, so like it's fine. I'd rather you not stab anybody. Don't stab anyone, please. On Not on our behalf. If you're going to do that, it's your business. But I'd prefer you didn't. Do it in the fan. That's why we have Dungeons and Dragons. Do it in the fantasy space, knife all game. True. Uh, how do I say this one? Milagre? Thank you, Milagre. C? Thank you, Milagre. Milagre C. C. Milagre C. Thank you. <laughs> Kaysen Hardy! Bam, 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 bam. Thank you, Kaysen. Oh, I forgot to bam, 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 bam for um, Erica, uh, Mariana, and Zachary H. Beach. Bam, 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 bam. Thank you, guys. Bam, 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 bam. Thank you, guys. There's one for each of you guys, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I do different things depending on what you came in on, uh, what rate you came in at for Patreon or what tier you're coming into. This is like part of it. Mm-hmm. So shout you out harder. Do we want to do some more, Will? We got some more. Yeah, let's do them all. Did we already do Zach Downing? We did not. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach Downing. Thank you. Avery Hera. Thank you, Avery. Avery. Thank you. Thank Enjoy. you. Avery. Enjoy everything you're entitled to, Avery. <laughs> Several things at the least. Uh, Daniel Pauliola. I, I can't see. The text is too small, Pal- so I can't help you. Dan, this is the second time. I wonder if I struggled separately on this on another episode. But for Daniel Pauliola. Okay, pa- hold on. I'm P-A-O-L-I-E-L-L-O. Maybe it's like Palio-yo. Pali- <laughs> no, that can't be right. Maybe in, it is. In what godforsaken file is are the Patreon shoutouts? Well, it's not godforsaken. <laughs> First of all, it's very like it was. It's a very good file. <laughs> yeah, but where is it? Oh, it's in the. Is it's, it in TDC? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was on like it's top right, top right, top right. No, little oh, lower. perfect. Yeah, okay. Not that top. I'm gonna help Sorry. you with this name. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at one look at that. Thank you, Daniel. All that effort. For Thank you, tr- Daniel, for a drop of blood. Hey, we got a contest going on. Yeah, hey, Will, you just said a fact about the Dungeon Cast. I did. We got a contest going on. Go check out uh, the post on Twitter, but we're giving away an initiative tracker from what company? Is that ARC? Yeah, our, uh, Arrow Road Creation, who generously sponsored uh, an episode previously. Indeed, they did. They're they're real cool. They're fun to chat with over email, and they seem like great people. So we paired up with them so they can help you be a good player and track your shit. <laughs> I think uh, this is more for the DM to track. But yeah. Oh, is it? Well, then so. they're here to help you dungeon master and keep track of your player's stuff because, you know, they're not going to do it. Yeah, I believe we're giving away four items from them, uh, one a week uh, for the month of March. And this is the first one. It's an initiative tracker. It looks really nice. It's like uh, made to look like a spell, uh, like an unfurling spell scroll. Yes. And, and in order to win it, I believe you have to go to Twitter, follow us there and tweet out a link tweet out to a link our to podcast yeah. with the hashtag DungeonCast yes. to enter our contest. Yeah. We'll be drawing names for the first prize this Monday, 228, which was actually last week. Interesting. 
Yeah, but the contest has been going on since last week. I think we just recorded those episodes before we knew okay. we were doing the contest. Well, then at the time of recording, we don't know what the next item is. Not yet, but there's going to be another one, yes. I think. It'll be in the same vein of an initiative tracker, maybe like a dice tower or something along those lines. We won't find out until you find out by following our Twitter. What we're saying is that there's some time dilation going on when we <laughs> record this show. And to get the latest, most up-to-date shit, you should be following us on social media. Where you can get information live. Indeed. From someone tweeting it. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much to that person. Indeed. Uh, yeah. Was there anything else I needed Twitter up for? I no, I don't, don't think so. I Twitter. Um, okay. Well, that's cool. Well, I have his checklist. Let's go down it. Patreon. We did that. <laughs> um, hey, we hit a thousand uh, iTunes reviews a while back. And you know what? I think though, I think that was tremendously helpful. Like, tremendously helpful. Oh, yeah. We should have said this at the top of the episode. We'll do it the next episode. But, like, welcome all new people. Indeed. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the the Dungeon Dungeon Cast. Cast. You're probably not listening to this episode because it's episode 287. You might be backtracking. You're probably back in the old days. I always recommend people listen to the the latest stuff and then go back or find topics they like and then go go binge Hmm. it because apparently it's very bingeable. It's yes, an incredibly apparently. bingeable show, apparently, uh, which is great. I'm, I'm so, I'm happy to hear that. And thank you to everyone who continues to leave iTunes reviews of a positive nature. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't, please do so because it is helping tremendously. It really, it really helped. I think, I think this is we, we've, we've been hitting uh, some strides lately, numbers wise, and uh-huh. it's largely and almost sh- assuredly thanks to our audience yes. and the generosity Absolutely. of you guys. Um, you're all a joy. Um, and we see you in like the Discord and stuff like that. Um, so we we really appreciate you guys. Um, and I want to take this opportunity to tell you that from the bottom of my heart that I love you. I love you uh, as well. Okay. So now merch. There's merch available. If you want to rep it more than you do, mm-hmm. uh, check a, out the link in the description. We have a. It's called Spread Shop. Spread shirt. Spread shirt. But we have a spread shop. On we have spread a shirt. spread shop in, on spread shirt. Just yeah. It's uh, spread. It's just a weird word. I guess so. You spread butter on bread. You spread eagles. No, I mean, wait. I don't whoa. think that's how it works. Don't do that. <laughs> or do. I, don't kink shame people on this show. Oh, we talk I, thought about you the were weird... ta- I thought you were talking about like the ancient Viking uh, torture method of spreading. Oh, my yeah. God. Yes, exactly, Brian. Oh, my God. I, this is like an episode of Attack on Titan all of a sudden. I hate you, Zeke. <laughs> Either way, check out the merch on our merch <laughs> No matter how you like to spread eagle. No matter how, no matter how, when, what way you spread things, you can spread word about the Dungeon Cast by wearing our fucking <laughs> Mer- licensed merch. Oh, holy There's crap. a ton of cool shit there. We got cups. Will's wearing a hat all episode. He's got a shirt yeah, on. Yeah. I decided to wear Batman because, yeah. like, I'm it's laundry day. We got Sorry. this really cool glass mason jar that I'm that I'm trying to order because right now they're they're out of stock. But the second they're back in stock, I'm getting it. God it damn it, Will! Why cold. aren't you keeping the shop stocked? <laughs> I'm I doing will, my best. Will told me last week that the shop was out of something. I was like, what? Do we, is that our fault? No, it's like not really. Because we're us. like, we just put the art on there, and then Spreadshirt either has the shirt or they don't. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. Uh, supply chain issues. What yeah. can we say? It's in the a times mason jar in? drink, though. Like a mason jar, a like cup. bottle or cup with a straw. It looks yeah. amazing. I want one. Like I'm going to get one. It'll be here on the show soon. It will be here on the show soon, and we will drink out of it with our <laughs> mouths. <laughs> anyway, uh, what do we get else do we got? Spread. It's back. <laughs> Except this time it's the word. Grab the word by the lower edge of the W and the lower right edge of the D and rip that shit vertically in half, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> or you to just tell people about the show. Yeah, we have a Discord, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You could do it there as well. I'm going to be putting out the ASMR uh, unboxing of the latest oh release Oh, my God. Video have you listened soon. to it? How bad is it? Oh, I have to do it on the computer, so I need to upload those files. To c- it's it's good. Okay. It's good. Yeah. It'll be fun. I did an ASMR opening, and Brian filmed it, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we call it a game? Yeah. Let's call it a game. Okay, bye, we'll talk to you guys later. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.